Are you offering your clients the experience they really want? Or are you offering them what you think they want? Join hosts Laura Gregg and David Partain from FlexShares Exchange Traded Funds as they talk with a variety of industry experts and advisors, just like you, about their latest industry research to help you develop the flexible mindset you need to rise above the crowd. We can't escape seeing all of the people coming to the rescue these days, whether it's the doctors, nurses, and other hospital staff on the front line, or grocery clerks, postal workers, and the folks fulfilling orders at Amazon. There are so many people making an impact in this important time. I'm Patrice Sikora with Laura Gregg and David Partain of FlexShares Exchange Traded Funds. In this Flexible Advisor podcast, they look at the financial advisory community and the people helping everyone through it. Patrice, thank you so much and welcome to all of our listeners. I am so excited today to introduce you or to reintroduce you to Susan Danzig. She is an industry consultant that has been working with financial advisors since 1994. Susan really focuses on helping advisors understand, appreciate, and clarify their true value by defining their specialization and creating effective marketing strategies. And boy, has she been busy these days. Um, As a result of that work, she guides professionals in raising the level of their confidence so that they are able to welcome greater income and ongoing success. In addition to her expertise working with clients, Susan highly values education of all kinds. She is a graduate of the University of Colorado in Boulder and a certified business development coach. Through Coach U, the premier coach training program in the world, she has received training in advanced business, corporate, and personal coaching skills. She is a strong contributor to the financial services community. Susan is a past president of the East Bay Chapter of the Financial Planning Association in the San Francisco area. She offices in Morago, California, where she serves financial services professionals all across the country. And I was uh, delighted to be introduced to Susan uh, about a month ago when I thought I was going to the West Coast. We were going to meet and talk about things. She comes highly recommended by a number of people that I have worked with. Susan, thank you for joining David and me today on the Flexible Advisor podcast. Well, it's a pleasure to be here uh, with you both today, and uh, thank you for having me. I welcome the opportunity to share some insight with the advisor, so we'll be listening. Hi, Susan. This is David. I just have a question. Laura, when you were going out to see her, was that stopped because of this uh, current pandemic? (laughs) Yes, it was. It was. It was going to be a great trip. (laughs) But we've met virtually, just like everybody is doing these days. That's one of the things we'll probably hit today. But, David, do you want to kick it off and and ask Susan some questions that you may have? Oh, sure. Uh, Susan, thanks again. One of the first ones that comes into my mind during this time, a real fundamental one, what are the most important actions to take right now to serve and maintain existing client relationships? Absolutely. Well, you want to talk with every single one of your clients. 
and as Laura mentioned, she had a previous blog post where she spoke to this as well. Uh, usually experienced advisors have anywhere between 90 to 100 plus clients. And so it's not unreasonable to connect with everyone during these time. Also, uh, if it's a little challenging, because I know advisors have been on the phone for long hours uh, with this process, you really want to kick up the unreasonableness in terms of going way above and beyond to serve your clients at this time. This is the time where you might have the biggest impact in terms of walking them through any concerns or fears that they might have and sharing your perspective on their situation. So these actions are really about true client care and ultimately you can support them with client loyalty and referrals as well, you know, kind of uh, the back end bonus to all of your time and attention during this this critical period. Sorry Susan, I know this is really unique for all of us. Do you think the younger generation of advisors are doing the same thing that the the older generation probably having lived through several other not quite pandemics but events are are doing and do you think that'll impact in the over the long term and and do i think it'll impact them over the long term yes yes sorry okay okay no problem yes i am encouraging advisors of all ages to be reaching out to their clients at this point what i can tell you is some of the advisors who've been in the business for decades have the benefit of having gone through this experience before, whereas the younger ones, some of them can be a little bit intimidated by the idea of getting on the phone with all of their clients and addressing their fears at this this point. Uh, however, what I want to say to that is if you aren't comfortable reaching out to your clients now, it's really critical for you to get the support that you need to enhance your comfort level and, and support these actions. You can't afford to stay stuck in this situation because if you aren't reaching out to your clients now, your competition might have an advantage and an opportunity to serve them now instead. So it's really critical to take these steps. And a great approach uh, to doing this is always just simply coming from being of service. Check in with them as a person first and just see how they're doing and then see what questions or concerns they have that you uh, might be able to address. I may have mentioned this in, a, in another broadcast uh, recently, but I, I actually heard of not one, but a few advisors who talk about their clients being well-trained. Like my clients get the downturns happen. They know not to call me. And, you know, that's a good thing. They trust me. We're going to get through this. And, you know, I hear those stories and I, and I am just shocked and taken aback because this is no ordinary downturn. This is something completely different. And I agree with you, Susan. Now is the time to be reaching out to those people, whether or not they're comfortable and they, they are confident that things will come back. Just checking in, as you said, on their health, on their well-being, on, on how everybody's coping with it really, I think, provides an opportunity to set you apart from others. I've had calls from several of my clients running by me, different emails that they would send to their clients. The name of the game is reach out to everyone by phone and then keep them uh, your perspective 
flowing to them and frequently. Because as as you're saying, Laura, while we've had market volatility absolutely in the past, you know, have we experienced a pandemic and market volatility in the past? Not in our lifetime, right? On this level? (laughs) Right. And, you know, and I've also heard some comments about, well, my clients trust me, we've made it through 2008, but that was 11 years ago. And so people are in different spots. Those clients that may have been in their mid-50s and working are probably retired. Maybe some of them are drawing down on their accounts or, you know, maybe the younger clients that you have have never really been through, uh, not that anybody has been through what we're going through now, but haven't been through or didn't have sizable portfolios during the 2008 financial downturn. This is an opportunity to establish yourself as a trusted partner in these matters and to also deepen your relationships with all of your clients, with your older clients that you might have had similar conversations with, and now including your younger clients as well. However, as you're saying, Laura, just because you've had these types of conversations with people way back in 2008 period, it's time to get on the phone and connect and be present with folks today to uh, support them where they're at and to maintain your client loyalty by really being of service at this time. Going through 2008, I remember my father-in-law, he was walking uh, down the driveway and I remember he turned to me and obviously when you're in this business, people associate uh, you knowing what you should do with the investment. So he turns to me, he said, so what should I sell now? And in just, I would say, two weeks ago, it was ironic. I had a millennial, my millennial son turned to me and say, so what should I sell now? And it was very odd mm. having uh, my father-in-law who's in his 80s. And here's my son in his late teens asking me the same exact question in both. And we all know it's, it is a different, uh, each, each uh, instance of these type of black swan events or whatever you want to call them are different in how they uh, play out. And I, and I remember one of my clients back in the 08 time period, uh, she, she was an optimist and she was sharing how, you know, she was talking to all of her clients about the blue light special, depending upon your thoughts. And when you think it's time to turn on the blue light special, there will be an opportunity for people to invest at, at great prices in a variety of areas. Would either of you like to speak to that? I did see an article today. I don't think it was the Wall Street Journal, but it was talking about that particular uh, phenomenon. And behavioral economics, we talk about how when you see a a price and you, you say, oh, it can't go any lower, and then it does, and oh, it may be a good time to buy, and then it goes even lower still. And I think people get gun shy. And so uh, I, but I do think overall that from Northern Trust perspective, we are talking about uh, looking at a slight downturn, but we're actually uh, very optimistic about the future and where we're headed in the immediate, immediately aftermath. It could be a rough go, but I, I have to look at history and history suggests that uh, long-term investors, obviously equities have been a very nice play for many, many people. I'd like to pivot a little bit, and we've been talking about, um, you know, potentially growing your portfolio, but Susan, I know when we were talking uh, over the last 
few weeks, you, you also mentioned that now may be also a good time to grow your business. And so, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that and how do you do it in this really critical time that we're in? That's a great question. And what I would say is it's perfect timing to be focused on growing your business. And the reason I started out talking about great client care is when you're doing a great job of servicing your clients, you'll naturally have the opportunity to grow your business with money in motion from existing clients during this time, as well as picking up referrals from them as well. And given everyone is monitoring and experiencing the volatility of the market, as we spoke to just moments ago, most people know of folks who they can refer to you for financial perspective during this unprecedented time. And in terms of a case study, one of my clients shared with me just last week that as he was reaching out to his clients to answer their questions and address the market volatility, several of his clients were in a position to give him additional assets to manage as a result of their increased confidence due to the conversations that he was having with them. Really, being of service sets you up to be in a good position to attract referrals. And when clients feel taken care of, They'll frequently express gratitude for your time and for your reassurance. So this is when it's perfect timing to let them know that you're making yourself available to talk with people who might have questions or concerns about their financial situation. Another example of just that is one of my clients who consistently lets her know that she's happy to talk with their colleagues, their friends and family to answer any questions that they might have has been getting quite a few referrals during this period. And she offers to meet with them through video conference options or phone calls. And then from there, she has extensive conversations with them. And the result is that she's now actively picking up clients during a time when the, the competition could be fierce. Those conversations don't happen if you're just sending your clients emails. It's the yes. personal connection that brings those out. That speaks to the critical nature of picking up the phone, connecting with them live, and creating the opportunity to expand your conversation to step one, always being concerned for them and taking care of them and any questions you can answer for them, and then expanding as to how you can be available during this time for their friends and family. I know with the market taking a, a tumble and then rising and just kind of being a very volatile up and down time that many advisors are looking at their rebalancing and the this is an opportunity to do that and tax loss harvest and look at uh, things that they may want to get out of because of underperformance. How do you have those more technical meetings over the phone? It seems like a, a tough thing to have. Do you do you recommend that they look into more uh, video conference calls to, to show charts and graphs and that sort of thing? Or does the personal connection just kind of hold in that regard? Well, the personal connection is key. However, we are benefiting definitely in this uh, time period in history from the technical support as well with video conferencing, such as a Zoom conference call. Mm. Many of my clients are using Zoom to connect with their clients live because you have the opportunity on Zoom to see each other. So that can support your ability to connect 
and see how they're doing in, in ways beyond what they might be telling you, number mm. one. And then from there, you can share screens too. So once you get to the point where you want to show them some specifics or some charts and give them some visual examples of what you're talking about or recommending, that can be a great way to go as well. While not everybody is yet comfortable with Zoom or with video conference options, work with where you're at. So if the conversation is your comfort level, reach out, have the conversation, and you can fax them information, you can email information, they can bring it up while you're on the phone. So that would be one alternative if you're not completely comfortable with your uh, abilities with regard to video conferencing. And alternatively, you can also suggest different options if they're not technologically savvy, for instance, and and they're not bringing up their email quickly or they don't have access to a fax, you can old school mail information to them and reschedule a phone call for when they have received it in the mail so that you can go through uh, whatever you sent them at that point. And that way you can connect the visual with the conversation. I know I was talking to my financial advisor on Zoom last week, and it was his, his first time with it. And I had just thanks to David, uh, had just kind of gotten up and running on it. So I had a little bit of knowledge. But I think that the thing is, right now, we're in such a unique environment that, that everybody gives each other a little bit of slack. He had to leave and get something for his child while we were on the call. I didn't care because we all are in this together and we're all being challenged in ways we never have been before. And again, you know, I appreciated his willingness to to have that meeting face-to-face, and uh, we worked through it, and the next one was even better. There are some upsides to this challenging situation in terms of connection. While it's a difficult time for many, you know, um, I was on a call with a client yesterday, a Zoom call, uh, where we were using the video uh, option, and I had the opportunity to see her kids, I had the opportunity to see her dog, and I could see exactly how she was doing as well, uh, as I was speaking to previously. And so I think we have a lot more space for each other for the current reality. And also it can be a bonding opportunity to connect and relate to what's happening in the current environment. Yeah, I was uh, watching the uh, Country Music Awards. They they ran a special concerts from home you know all across the country and a couple of the musicians had their kids with them and they were acting up and I was thinking you know I could be upset about this but I can also look at it and go huh that's really cool I they struggle with the same things I do and so I really relate to what you're saying so if we're building our business and you need to get introductions to people how do you what do you recommend Or how exactly do you recommend that advisors get those introductions? What I recommend is that you have a really clear process of, number one, how you're asking for your introductions. So as I shared before, it's great timing to connect, build rapport with your clients, and then let them know that, you know, during this time, you you have availability to connect with their friends and family if any of them are wanting any support with regard to their financial situations or any questions answered just to relieve some of their stress around the situation. Again, coming from service and empathy about the current scenario. 
And then from there, what you want to do is you want to give them clear direction as to how to get you connected, meaning you can tell them that you can all meet on a video conference for an opportunity to connect and meet each other, and the client can introduce you officially to their friend or colleague, and then from there, the client can drop off the phone and you can continue the conversation, or else a little bit old style, you can have your client send an introductory email to uh, you and the person that they're referring you to. And then if you take that option or, or they're more comfortable with that option, then as the advisor, you want to follow up and be on that email ASAP to just support things in moving forward quickly. Oftentimes, especially in today's day and age where most advisors are feeling a little swamped with all the calls that they are making. However, whenever you get a referral, you want to be sure and treat that referral like gold and handle the process of getting connected swiftly to support the probability of actually getting that connection and that opportunity to serve that prospect. What else should advisors be doing um, you know, beyond the referrals to support their business development at this time? There's a few other things that you would want to be keeping an eye on, and, you know, it's actually beyond a few other things. You know, you want to be looking at your branding, your marketing strategy, including your marketing plan, and really fine-tuning your client attraction strategy at this time. Another thing that you can be doing during this time is to outline who your ideal client is, your business goals, your area of specialization all leading up to creating your uniquely branded system. And I have a seven-step process that I support clients through that can be done right from your couch. And hmm. it'll help you optimize your marketing in years to come. And just to give you uh, a few insights about what that looks like and start to speak to it to address where you might spend any extra time that you have by fine-tuning these aspects of your business. Step one, I always say is, as you begin expanding your business, you want to start by clarifying exactly who your ideal clients are. And this is a critical step in your marketing strategy as it will give you greater power, focus, and ultimately it'll set you on the right path for success. So you can ask yourself the question, you know, how would I describe my ideal clients? Are they high-tech CEOs? Are they entrepreneurs? Are they doctors, business professionals? You can even narrow it down further, more specifically by industry, by age group, or, or life stage. Those are a few examples of how you can start to fine tune or narrow your niche, so to speak which is one great area to be thinking about because one of the benefits to doing this as well is that when you're having the conversations with your clients and you're being real specific with them about who you specialize in serving, they may be in your ideal target market or they might be somebody that you can educate about who you specialize in serving so that they can be set up to win with regard to referring you more effectively as one idea. Then the step two with my seven steps is once you've defined your ideal client, you really want to clarify your area of expertise or your specialization. 
So your specialization, it's defined as the core service you provide your ideal client, and it can either be broad, such as comprehensive financial services, which of course includes financial planning, investment management, college planning. It can include as much as as you want with regard to that breadth of services. Or it can be more narrow, such as retirement planning. So for example, if your ideal client is nearing retirement, you may want to focus on retirement planning or 401k rollovers specifically, whereas younger clients are frequently more focused on aggressive growth. So how you want to look at this is your specialization should be based on your background, your experience, and your passion, and you want to address it as an immediate need of your ideal client. Because while you might have other services that you deliver and are a part of your overall delivery model, your specialization will be your core focus and the main attraction that you use to grow your business. I love that you use the word your passion because I think without that, you don't come across as authentic. When you are truly passionate about helping people with a certain situation, they can see that. They feel it from you. And I think it really advances things. I know that you have these available for advisors. So we'll we'll have information on how to get in touch with Susan. But if you want to jot it down, her website is www.susandanzig.com. But I'm sure she'd love to talk to you more deeply about these things. Do you have any other questions for Susan? We're running close to time here. I'm just fascinated by the fact that you're still having advisors who can and should go out and look to grow their business during this time. I think it's a totally counterintuitive to think that you could grow your business. But I actually hearing you talk today, I really realize that it is probably the best time because when things are great, people don't change advisors. But when they are challenging, they may look at other alternatives. And I think you've offered a world of of information today. Thank you. And also now, many of us are at home, right? Many of us are really busy taking care of uh, not only business, but family and, and, you know, a variety of other responsibilities that weren't on our plate when we were at work. (laughs) Um, Many of us do have more time that they can create to actually connect with you live and quickly. So there is a great opportunity right now. Fantastic. Well, Susan, again, thank you so much for your partnership Uh, for the insights that you provided today. And we look forward to collaborating with you uh, more in the future. And thanks to all of our listeners today. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure to be here. And I enjoyed the opportunity to connect with you about all this today. And all the best to you all in growing your businesses in this challenging time. Thank you, Susan. And thank you, Laura, David, and Susan. Again, this is the Flexible Advisor Podcast. To subscribe, use the subscribe button on this page. You can also share with friends and colleagues by using the share button. I'm Patrice Sikora, and let's talk again later. Thank you for listening to the Flexible Advisor Podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. 
The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of FlexShares Exchange Traded Funds or Northern Trust. All investments involve risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider the FlexShares investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. This and other information is in the prospectus and a summary prospectus, copies of which may be obtained by visiting www.flexshares.com. Read the prospectus carefully before you invest. Foresight Fund Services, LLC Distributor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Although we attempt to keep the information complete and current, we do not warrant that the content herein is accurate, complete, or current. We make no commitment to update the content herein. It is your responsibility to verify any information before relying on it. The content of this podcast may include technical inaccuracies. We may make changes in the products and or services described herein at any time. We provide you this information with the understanding that we are not rendering accounting, legal, or tax advice. Please consult your legal or tax advisor concerning such matters.